Welcome to episode eight of Be A Bigger Fish. This is the podcast that explores the power of podcasting to grow your business or to grow your community. I'm Debbie Aurelius and I'm the host of Be A Bigger Fish. I really enjoyed this conversation with the amazing Janice Chacker. Janice has a background in HR and she's also the founder of The Career Introvert. She coaches introverted women to help them excel either in their corporate career or in their own business life. Janice hosts a podcast called The Travelling Introvert and she talks about business life but also travelling through the lens of being an introvert. I really love the way Janice talks about jumping into her podcast and just getting going, but also about some of the interesting benefits she's realised through podcasting, including writing a book. She's got some great perspective on how podcasts could be the future of corporate recruiting. And she talks about how organisations can stretch their brand publicly through the medium of podcasting. So let's get into the podcast and meet Janice. I'm very happy to welcome Janice to the podcast today. Janice, hi. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, really good, thank you. I'm really pleased to be speaking with you. Janice is a career and business coach with particular expertise for supporting introvert women. And she's also an experienced podcaster. So her podcast, The Travelling Introvert, has been running since 2017. So Janice, would you kindly tell us a little bit more about you and about what you do and what you love doing? A little bit more about me. So I'm from England, but I currently reside in Mexico. I've been here for about 15 years, Mm. Um, but I do tend to travel around nine months of the year, give or take, for various reasons. A lot of it for fun, a lot of it because my business is virtual, and a lot of it is for speaking gigs or conferences or seeing friends or whatever it might be. and so the main thing I do is, yes, I'm a, a career coach and business coach for introverts. It normally falls into two camps, people who are in corporate and they want to continue that, but they want to learn to balance their introversion with that, with all the meetings or um, how to deal with performance reviews or how to do um, interviews in general, because my main background is in human resources. And then the other sort of camp is people who are tired of corporate, don't want to play anymore, want to start their own business, but don't feel it might be the right move because they feel to have your own business, you have to sell like an extrovert. And that isn't the case. So I help them build a business around their introversion. Yeah, that's really interesting. And that's quite fascinating, actually, that you manage sort of both ends of that spectrum. So people who want to stay in corporate and thrive as an introvert and people who want to step out of corporate and thrive as an introvert. And so interesting to think that either of those choices, you know, people maybe feel they have barriers, you know, because of that, um, introvert sort of personality so fascinating yeah Yeah. well you know as somebody who's um used to dealing with you know introverts and and helping them develop their careers what was it that that attracted you to podcasting ah so when you have your own business you get told you need a blog because you need to please the google gods google likes seo (laughs) and the only way to do this is to have a blog and you need to be consistent with a blog and i tried for years to write a blog consistent just to write never mind a blog consistently um, yeah. it's not my forte it's not what I enjoy doing 
and I found it difficult but you keep you just keep plugging on and you don't realize there are other things that you can do and my background is in HR and I have a lot of interview stories or you know bad manager stories and that sort of a thing yeah and when I travel a lot a lot of my friends are like we'd like to keep track of you but we have no idea what you're doing because I do many different things I don't just have like one single thing that I do and they said like a way of keeping track would be for me to like record this and do a podcast because they think I'm funny and so (laughs) I uh, I ended up getting rid of a client that was draining um, Mm. in many ways that I didn't realize and uh, it gave me space and time to try this podcasting lark and I did and for me it's not even a work thing because my podcasts are five minutes and very short on purpose but also it's almost therapeutic I get to vent um it is not a fluffy it's not a fluffy podcast necessarily um I could be venting about various things and so I hadn't I didn't know what a podcast was I hadn't listened to podcasts before I started a podcast I did everything wrong that you you, all the things you (laughs) didn't do before starting a podcast that is what I did uh but it still worked and I got it up and running in seven days and then kind of went from there and been going ever since that's impressive to get it up and running in seven days that's that's pretty cool how did you achieve that because I didn't have any preconceptions about what a podcast should be so a lot of the time when I say oh I have a podcast everyone's like oh well can I interview on your podcast I'm like not all podcasts are interview podcasts so no Um, I had no preconceived ideas I know I just wanted something for my friends to listen to so I didn't go and ask the Facebook void what was the best thing I literally googled podcasting host because I knew that I had to have a host picked the top one paid for that got someone on Fiverr to do my logo recorded on the program that was already on my computer I think I found an editor on Fiverr as well and that's all I needed yeah because I recorded with like headphones exactly what I'm doing right now I wasn't like I need the best microphone because it was just for my friends it wasn't really a public forum type thing yeah, right. and uh and so that made it easy I didn't overthink it I didn't have to think I mean the most part was probably what should I call it um and even that can change uh the art I wasn't too fussed about I just wanted it to have maybe two specific things and apart from that it can change everything can change um you, you have control over it so it was a case of it was good because I didn't have an overload of information because that's what happens when people start a podcast. They start asking questions and then they get so many different answers because people do so many different things and work in so many different ways. You can batch, you can not batch, you can edit, you can have interviews, you can do a fiction one, you can write a story. You get There's so many different ways to do it that you then get overloaded and bombarded with too much information and then it's analysis paralysis and then it all goes downhill. Yeah, totally. I I really love that approach, actually, that you just sort of jump in there with almost like minimum viable podcast and then, you know, evolve it as you go. So, I mean, have you found that you've had to change it very much or have you kind of stuck with that routine since you started? So it's funny. I got to speak to a podcasting strategizer one time because of an event that I went to and they were very much like you need to align it with your business. You need to brand it better. You need to do X, Y, and Z. And I do to a degree, and I I very much try and keep like one travel story and two businessy related stories. But apart from that, I really don't subscribe to doing what everyone else does. Even when I ran a summit um, earlier on this year, I didn't do what every other summit person does. Um, It works for me. People email me. Um, 
and say they listen to it and they're happy with it and I get feedback. And they're the ones that matter, not some strategist who doesn't know me, doesn't know my business or my clients or anything of that nature. Yes, it's good to, you know, tell people I have a podcast and show them like, you know, here you go, you can listen to it. Yeah. But it's not a, listen to my podcast so I can tell you about my business and that now you have to hire me as a, no, that, that's not what I want to do. And I don't think that should be the point. It's, it's a nice add-on but I definitely didn't do it for branding reasons or to make money from it. And I know people need to make money sort of to cover costs. And I totally understand that. And there are ways to do it, but that wasn't how I went into it. And I don't think I would change that. And I'm not about to like add ads or anything because my podcast is five minutes long. So it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned at the start, actually, that you deliberately chose the format of just having five minute long episodes. Yeah. What prompted that decision? Um, let me see. I can say a, a very, um, one way I can say is because it, you know, five minutes is just enough for short attention span and to get what I want out of the real reason, pure laziness. I travel a lot. <laughs> I, I didn't want to edit. And so, oh no, I didn't want to pay for like a bunch of editing. Five minutes is great. I can do five minutes. I can blub about anything for five minutes. 10 minutes gets a bit long unless I'm actually telling a story and da, 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 da. I don't really have to make notes. I just have to have like, I want to talk about this one subject and maybe hit two points. Done. Uh, so laziness. Wow. I think immediacy probably is it because, you know, I've listened to loads of your episodes. I think they're great. I really love the tone of them. And they're, they are like water cooler conversations almost. You know, if you popped around the corner to get a quick update from somebody knowledgeable, it's that kind of impression that you get from them. I think it's, you know, it's really lovely to get that sort of bit of bite sized knowledge just in five minutes. So, yeah, that's super. Well, you said you didn't set your podcast up necessarily for branding or to um, to financially gain from it. But what have the benefits of podcasting been for you? So randomly, uh, I got to speak at the podcast movement wow. uh, summit, which is the apparently the biggest summit in North America for podcasters uh, last year. And I met some people and that was that was interesting. And I've got to speak on other people's podcasts, which I didn't know was a thing for a while. Uh, so I get to meet different people. The other thing that I did was uh, last International Women's Day, I interviewed 12 women around the world about International Women's Day and how they celebrated around the world, as well as being in, as well as being introverts and running their own business and made a book out of that. So that was kind of cool. And, and then I ended up running a summit earlier on this year for podcasters, by podcasters, specifically because I'd looked around and there's a lot of information, there's a lot of gurus out there, uh, but most of them, they, they record their podcast and then they send it off to their team to get everything done. They're not the ones trying to figure out how to do the social media or, uh, you know, the Instagram and the Facebook and how to build a community and all of that. They're already famous. People are going to listen to them regardless. And so there was very little out there for women who run a business or are doing it as a side gig or whatever it might be, trying to do it as a one-man show. Mm. And so I wanted to give the opportunity to try and figure out how to do that. And so I ended up putting together a summit with about 12 different speakers on very specific things. They're all podcasters, but they all were like, one was into Twitter, one was into Instagram, one was into finding people on LinkedIn to interview, one was into, uh, she was an editor. Um, and they were also all around the world. And I ended up um, getting some sponsorships from some companies that also support podcasters. And so 
that was random as well. None of this I thought about when I was like starting a podcast. There's none of yeah. these things. And so um, I'm going to be running that. I think every six months, that's going to be a regular thing because it was so popular considering it was last minute, didn't really think about it and, and got it going in three months yeah. with Chris, yeah. with Christmas and new years in the way. So <laughs> as you do, as I do. And, uh, people contact me, I get speaking gigs. I get, there's many different things. You don't get direct necessarily return on investment, but things pop up that wouldn't necessarily have popped up in my life if it wasn't for a podcast. Sure. And some of those things are like great experiences, to be honest, you know, you know, interviewing all those, you know, women and being able to form a book out of the outcome of that. And yeah, that's amazing. So is, is podcasting gradually becoming a sort of core proposition for your business, would you say? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, well, yeah, because it's my idea of a blog because I will take the um, my podcast and, and like repurpose it. So that's a great thing about podcasts is you can repurpose a book or yeah, like your yeah. blog posts and like quotes for your social media and, and little videos. Um, I didn't think about it as a core thing. <laughs> I guess I should now. I, I, use, I think it's really good for introverts because so many people assume introverts like to write. Okay. And a lot of us don't. And so it's a really good way for us to get that one-on-one -on -one connection with people, interview people, and and get a version of a blog going to please the seo gods while still being true to whatever is required and needed as an introvert that's interesting actually and you know the, uh, going back to the choice of doing very short five minute episodes do you think that is in any way um congruent with the, your focus on it being an introvert you know it is short a short amount of content preferable if you have a sort of introvert personality not necessarily. Um, a lot of people like the in-depth interview and talking to someone and getting to know someone very, very well and doing a lot of research on somebody. Um, for me, it's because I travel and I can't always have control of my environment when I'm going to record. So I try and batch my content. So I'll record, if I'm at home, I will record like 10, 5, 10, 15 episodes. So then I don't have to worry about it for the three months that I'm traveling. Whereas a lot of people have more time and more space. Um, some people will be writing a, uh, a story and then they want to transcribe that into a podcast. And so that's a whole creative process for them. So it could be an outlet in that way. Um, some people just want to support others. So they like getting other people to tell their story. Um, there's just, there's just so many different things you can do with a podcast. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. It's a really flexible medium. I have to say, do, do you find that you sort of recommend taking up podcasting to your clients and your coaching and that sort of thing now? Not necessarily, not my, not my corporate client. Well, okay. There's, there's two sides to this. So for my corporate clients, I did a, I did a talk on a platform called Disrupt HR. It's for HR professionals that are disrupting HR. <laughs> and I did this in, in Denver last year. And my entire talk was on podcasting can replace recruiters because of the fact that one of the things as a recruiter you always get told, yes, you have to hire for talent, but you also have to hire for company culture, which is yeah. great, but no one can actually tell you what company culture is. It's one of those like mysterious unicorn type things. And one way for a, a candidate to find out what company culture is, it's not on your website, is to have a podcast that interviews 
um, different people in different stages throughout the company and you will get an idea of what the company culture is by speaking to these people and asking what their average day is or what's special about the company or what they don't like or what they do like and I there are a lot of companies that have gone out to start to do this like Sephora have gone out and did this whole thing on interviewing working women who happen to use their you know makeup um, and I know people who've moved from big companies like Google to work for Sephora because they liked their branding and they liked the message that was being told. And the only way you would know about that is by listening to like the podcast or what they're doing. And so I'm a very big proponent for um, telling companies that this is a really good way to help stretch your brand and to give you social justice. If you want to go and do charity work, you can highlight it, whatever it might be. But it's yeah. a way for people to get a backstage pass on what your business actually looks like from a culture and how people feel about you point of view. You might learn some stuff that you don't like, but then you have an opportunity to change it. Um, so from the corporate side, yes, I think that's, that's very helpful, but people starting their own business, it tends to be a case of they don't, because they don't see immediate eternal investment, they don't want to do it. But once you have some time and some experience in whatever it is you're doing, or you want to be shown as a leader or, give back or whatever it might be. I think it's very good, but people fail to plan. So I didn't plan, but in general, people fail to plan on how it's supposed to fit in with their lifestyle and their current business. And they get overwhelmed because a lot of people are like, well, I have to edit every single thing and all the ums and the ahs, and then I have to have the perfect color. And, I, and they babysit it far too much. Like your first book, you, you sort of babysit your first book. And it's just, it can be just used as a marketing tool. It is just a thing, set it and forget it, record, Send it off to your editor, get a process in place, and then it comes back and you upload it and do whatever you need to do. Um, that is what I would teach more than you need a podcast. It's getting systems in place to make sure this particular thing that you're doing fits into your lifestyle and your business as it should. Because for some reason, people think podcasting should take less time than writing a blog, and that's not the case. Hmm. Yeah, that's really good advice, actually. And and thanks for sharing that, because I think that's it's helpful for everybody to hear that because it, it really is about the planning, the process. It's it is quite time consuming if you try to do that all yourself. So yeah, I think finding a good mechanism to set that up right to begin with is really important. Yeah, agreed. You said such a lot there. That's so interesting. And to go back to your the, your perspective on corporate podcasting, uh, that's a fascinating insight, actually, into Sephora. I didn't know that. I'm going to go and look that up. Uh, aside from the kind of the benefits there are to recruiting and showing what a company's like um, outside, do you think podcasts have a benefit inside an organisation for the people who work there? I do from the prospect of I might be in HR, but I might be interested in moving to purchasing. And I have no idea what purchasing is like. I could go and ask a person, but you know, they're at work and they're busy and stuff. But if I could listen to a podcast from someone who is in purchasing, I would get a better idea of what that job might be like. Um, also for company announcements, it could be useful. Um, uh, there are many ways that you could use it, but I do think it is, it's great as an internal thing uh, for distributing information because uh, people can listen to it while working. A lot of people put their headphones in for various reasons. Some people listen to music, some people do it for concentration reasons. And you can do that because so many people don't just sit and I'm going to listen to a podcast. They multitask and that's mm. a natural thing, but it's information that you can go over again and again and again. And you can, you'll have options of what is available and what isn't available to maybe certain departments or certain levels. Um, I think it does have a use internally, but maybe not as much as externally. I don't, I don't know. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Depends on the company. 
Yeah, and I guess, you know, th- th- there's also a conversation about whether information should be delineated between external and internal or whether, you know, you, you're speaking to an audience and some of them actually work for you as well. So, you know, that's an ongoing debate, I think, in the communications world. Before we pressed record, we had a brief chat about the use of podcasts for charities or for raising awareness of social issues. So what's your experience around that area? I think that charities, because of the way they work, don't want to invest in podcasts. They don't see the long-term benefits of it. And they think it's not a waste of money, but it's not their top priority. They're about raising funds. And so most of the time they do galas. Most of the time they do fundraising, raffle things. And, and they're kind of almost stuck in that rut of this is how we raise money. We do fun runs. We do fun bikes. We do you know, adopt a pet, whatever it might be. And they don't, they're not very good at being strategic and thinking long term as a business because they're a charity. I found that to be a problem a lot with some of the charities that I've worked with. And um, so to them, it's an extra expense that they can't justify in the way, in the way that they think. Right. Um, but I do think it's useful because I know there are a lot of charities around, but the ones we hear about all the time are Red Cross and like the big ones because they have like a brand name. But there are a lot of smaller charities that are out there doing good work, but no one has any idea of how to hear about them unless you know someone who's involved. They don't do Facebook ads. They don't do any of the, They barely have Facebook pages. And so where else can you find out about these things unless it's a friend of a friend? And yes, word of mouth is great, but there are so many different ways of getting information these days that they need to diversify a little bit more and think long-term. Yeah, right, okay. And have, have you seen any um, like charitable concern or social issue, whatever, use a podcast to good effect that you can think of? I haven't, to be honest, I haven't really looked into it. Um, I would love to, I'm trying to convince one charity right now to let me do a podcast for them. Um, But no, I haven't, but I haven't looked. So I I don't know if there probably is some out there. I really hope there is, but I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So looking back over the course of your podcasting, is there any sort of moment, podcasting moment that stands out for you that you're really proud of? No, because this is still just fun. She, she's laughing at my face. You can't see my face. I make I make amazing faces. <laughs> an amazing face. Then. <laughs> but, um, no, because this was just fun to me. Yeah, I'm the wrong person because this this is just fun to me. It's still just fun to me. I'm just venting into the void. Uh, whatever happens to be going on that day, week, month, or whatever. And so there's no real for my own pod podcasting highlight, maybe being on other people's podcasts has been fun. Um, getting to promote other people. I would say the summit, but that's not my podcast. It's like other people and trying to get more people to start their podcast because their voice, everyone's voice needs to be heard in some way, shape or form. Um, but yeah, no, I, I guess podcast movement, but that was a virtual thing. I mean, I got to go in person, but I was a virtual speaker and uh, no, um, I, I'm one of, again, I'm a bad person. I don't have like, I don't have metrics for my podcast. I want to reach blah, 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 blah. blah. I don't, I don't, I don't even have vanity metrics for my podcast. <laughs> so yeah, though you should, you should have vanity and non-vanity podcast um, sort of metrics. Like I would like to re- receive two things of fan mail per week. That That's a metric because you feel that you're helping yeah. someone. 
Yeah. Or, you know, I'd like my Facebook community to grow to X amount. That That's good because you're helping people. But I want 18,000 followers of whom you don't have an actual connection with. What's the point? Yeah, I think what I hear from what you're saying is you seem to get a lot of the, the joy of what you do from helping other people, um, you know, seeing other people grow their podcast or seeing other people find their feet um, in the corporate world or whatever, which is which is lovely. And um, yeah, it's, it's brilliant that you found a way to do that through podcasting. I think that's super. Yeah, yeah. I realized that I'm not into myself when I had my page for the um, summit up and someone was like, you're not on the page. Why Why don't people know that you're the one running the summit? And I was like, oh, okay. I guess I, <laughs> Oops. I, guess I should do that. Oh, so, oh. Yeah. but hey, it's what you make happen that counts, right? So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So the last question I tend to ask everybody, I will, I will put to you, what does it mean to you to be a bigger fish? It's taken me years to figure out, I still haven't really, exactly what I can give back or how I can help people. There are so many different ways that I help people. Mm. But standing and being like, okay, yes, I'm going to do this. And yes, I feel personally I have the skills to help you do this. Because, uh, you know, the imposter syndrome is a thing. Uh, maybe I don't see myself. As, some people would see me as a bigger fish. I might not necessarily see myself as a bigger fish. I'm just working on me and everything else that kind of happens along the way is is great. Um, I don't, yeah. Part of me doesn't want to be a bigger fish. Yeah, really. Well, not in a bad way, but, you know, it's like with great responsibility and all that stuff comes all this other stuff. More money, more problems. Uh, you know, yeah. the list goes on. Um, so it's like people are like, you should scale your business. You should do this and do that. Like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm good. Small fish making a big difference. I'm okay with that. I don't have to be a big fish to make a big difference. I love that. That's absolutely true. I, I think that's a motto to live by just whatever size fish you are just make a big difference and that's yeah. fine yeah fabulous if people want to get hold of you and find out a bit more about you where is the best place to find you my website and that is thecareerintrovert.com um i'm also a career introvert on facebook instagram like almost anywhere you stick that in you, you will find it um that that would be the best place to, to find me if you find me on linkedin as Janice Chaka, uh, the career introvert, please personalize your message. Just say, I heard you on this, or I saw this, or whatever. Just don't do the common, uh, I'd like you to be part of my professional network, because I will mark you as spam. <laughs> You've been warned. <laughs> put, put a little effort in. It takes two seconds, just to, even if it's a lie, it takes two seconds to go and like pretend that you've like done something. Just don't press the button and then, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not the spaghetti you can throw at the wall, I'm sorry. <laughs> and also listen to the podcast right which is called the traveling introvert if you want those five minutes of wisdom built into your day they're really cool so yeah that's fantastic thank you. so huge thank you for taking you the time well. appreciate it yeah yeah the rest of your evening yeah thanks you too and speak to you Just 
want to extend another huge thank you to Janice. I really enjoyed that conversation and you can tell I learned quite a lot from talking to her about her perspective of being an introvert and the interesting insight she's got from her background in HR about the power of podcasts for organisations. If you want to find out more about Janice, I'll post the links that she mentioned at the end there in the show notes. And you can find those if you go over to beabiggerfish.net. You'll also find our social links on there. And if you'd like to send us some feedback through Instagram or Twitter, we'd be more than delighted to hear from you. We'd also love it if you'd subscribe Maybe write us a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever you get your podcasts so other people can find this content too. Stay tuned to Be A Bigger Fish because we've got some more really interesting conversations lined up for you and thank you very much for listening. Bye for now.